What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news, the most buzzwordy topics with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good old humor. And it's the third episode for this week, the first week of uh, us being back to the magic number of two people dining in for food. Yes. Yes, we're, we're finishing up the week already, la, right? This very yeah. uh, emotionally charged and very uh, confusing week for a lot of people. Yeah, and I believe I uh, today, the 2nd of October, uh, we hit another record high of cases for yesterday. Mm. I think it's 2,909 mm. cases. Yeah, we're hitting the magical 3,000 number. I think yeah. supposedly we can go up to 5,000, right? According to the I read 10,000, bro. <laughs> 10, there was some report that said like in a fortnight we could reach 10,000. Wow, now we're like boasting about, now we can boast about how big our numbers are already. Yeah, yeah like Malaysia like that. Yeah, yeah, Say yeah. La. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know, I don't know what is gonna, it's gonna happen the next few weeks but I think, yeah, I can't imagine things rolling back, restrictions rolling back but we shall see lah, we shall see. Mm, mm. Alright, we got, yeah. we got two, we got two interesting topics today. Uh, yeah. the, first the first one is actually kind of related also, like, because it's about you know how big, how big this group can gather as well, like, right? Oh, right. I guess so, like, I guess so, mm-hmm. like. But even the first topic, we were we ourselves had a few yalabat moments before we decided to talk about the topic, which we can share, like. Yeah, because yeah. I think like people pointed out rightly, uh, as per the last topic, you know, when that that Harish might be compromised. Uh, when it comes to this topic, uh. just hey, like hey, you also topic. you you also could be compromised. Okay, don't just put it on me. Okay, we are both coming from two different worlds, so yeah, so hence why it might be interesting, sides, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but that was interesting. Some people did catch that that you know, the uh, for the ones uh, the, for the podcast we were talking about so young, that you you yeah there 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 was a possibility of that you know your 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 perspective was skewed by having met him and known him la, for sure yeah la. yeah 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 and and i mean like i was very upfront with that la. <laughs> hopefully mm, mm. Uh, people will listen and and yeah we we should be getting him in for the podcast at the end of next week mm, so mm. we'll probably start a new thread on our reddit um uh for questions uh the link in our reddit to to our reddit is always in our show notes um yeah. so yeah maybe maybe we can dive into the topics but yeah. first Oh wait, but the then just a, just yes. ju- I think just a little uh, caveat about the questions for Soryong as well, right? I mean, mm. you can list all the questions there. I, it's not hundred percent guaranteed that we can ask every single one of them because I mean, he is caught in the middle of a civil suit right now, right? And yeah. in the appeals process, so so there are there is a possibility that certain things we might not be able to broach, but we will see. We will see. We shall see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the benefit of not live streaming our podcast because yeah. as much as we keep it authentic and sincere. Uh, we have the freedom to to talk about whatever we we want until it goes live. Mm, correct, correct. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, the general plug, uh, if you may, Terence. Uh, if this podcast has touched you in any way, please at least tell one person about it. Uh, you know, every person, every listener helps. Just give it a chance. Hey, you never mentioned that that the magical number that we are at for our subreddit. No, I told you I'm not a numbers person. I don't, I don't really follow numbers. It's just that well, one. The last one, time, going, yeah, the yeah, going towards one point five. That was that to me was like a big milestone. But like one point six, you know, it's not that big a deal, lah. Yeah, you're not a numbers person, ah. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm not a numbers person. I'm not. So like, you're not losing yeah. sleep, ah. You're not losing sleep, ah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually quite happy with the state of affairs now. Okay, okay, that's great. <laughs> so yes. So what is the what is the affair that we're gonna dive into right now, man? The affair oh. we're diving into is. Um, recently, an active mobility advisory panel that was tasked with giving suggestions about how cyclists and motorists on the road can coexist peacefully has mm. given a list of recommendations to the government and uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, they're, they're a very interesting list of uh, rules to govern on-road cycling lah. And yeah. we just wanted to talk through them because, um, yeah, I mean, what was your first impressions when you heard about this 
about this I mean, issue. Or is there, or is there, a, uh, is there a timeline that we need to go through? Yeah, la, that was a horrible context-setting <laughs> attempt. Yeah. Could tell like, you were, that was so half-hearted. Even I was falling asleep halfway. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just that... Yeah, la, it was uh, do, you, do you almost just yawn? Do you almost just yawn? It is, or do it you is stretch? Saturday. Do you, do you just Saturday. stretch? Do you I just stretch? stretch. You just yeah. stretch. Oh this my is, this god! Uh, okay. I'm just getting my diaphragm ready to just like <laughs> unload, uh, unload <laughs> on these buggers. Okay, so so the the few specifics before we dive into it. Uh, yeah, it was literally yesterday, Friday, October first, when they submitted a report to the Ministry of Transport. So it's hot off the press, man. Um, mm. and apparently there was a uh the the thing that tasked uh the, that got the government to task the panel to look into this was a was a debate line in April about whether the the rules were tightened and I mean over the past year where you've seen more cyclists appear on the road more injuries and unfortunately more deaths as well it's been mm. a very hot topic la. so mm. so essentially the 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 gist of the the recommendations was okay they didn't recommend bicycle registration and licensing of cyclists which came up as a suggestion um, mm. They didn't touch on the issue of theory tests for road cyclists, which had also been proposed. Um, mm. And there is a limit to of cycling groups to a maximum of 10 people when cycling abreast. That's in twos. Um, and mm. for a minimum passing distance of 1.5 meters when motorists pass cyclists on the road. Um, then there's also a recommendation calling for a distance of 30 meters between cycling groups. Okay. Um, and that was the... The overall uh, gist. La. And I think um, if you are cycling, I think the last one is if you are cycling um, in a row, you can do a maximum of 10. Um, and if you are cycling abreast, yeah, you, maximum of 10 also, but that means five rows of two and you can occupy a full lane. Mm-hmm. So so that's the, the context of it. Unfortunately, right, cannot find the report, which is very curious because on the Ministry of Transport website, as recent as January 2021, when there was a recommendation from the AMAP, which is the mm. Active Mobility Advisory Panel, to mandate brakes on bicycles used on public paths and roads, there was a report there, a full 16-page PDF. But I couldn't find anything for this. Maybe it's still, I don't know, maybe it's too hot off the press. Um, yeah. And another another caveat is that my personal background is I'm not a car owner. Um, I do drive cars once in a while when I get access to them. Um, and I have also done quite a bit of cycling on the road. Using mm. road bike and spandex, I've used spandex in the past. Mm. Okay, yeah. Yes. Um, and what is why, your? Why, why, why the need to highlight the spandex? I don't get it. No, You're because I know, I know you have your, I know you have your thoughts about <laughs> spandex, and I just wanted to lay claim that I am, I used to be. I mean, I haven't cycled for a while on the road for a bunch of reasons, but yeah, spandex on the road as a cyclist is actually helpful. So that's my starting that's- point. That's just weird. Weird. And nobody is like too eh, much eh, information. Way too eh, much eh, information. Eh, don't, I'm free to wear whatever I want. Okay? Don't pass judgment that it's weird or anything. What's your yeah. starting point? Uh, my starting point is I, yeah, la, I, I, I do drive. And um, I mean, I, I have foldable bicycles uh, at home. But I only use them recreationally. Mostly on park connector networks to for recreational cycling. Uh, my, my dream would be to be able to use an electric longboard and, and commute to work or to commute to anywhere I want to, la, basically. So mm. just, you know, that last... I really think that last mile thing is, 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 very, is very crucial, especially in a place like Singapore where it's so warm and even walking outside for five minutes on a hot day, you'll be... You'll look like a mess la, by the end of it, right? Mm. So to me, uh, you know, if, there's, if technology can help us uh, get from point A to point B... Without breaking a sweat, I mean that that's that's good lah. Um, mm. But over the years, I've also seen how that technology has been uh, very carelessly used, you know, at, at the expense of a lot of people's lives, uh, sadly. And mm. that's where I I'm on the where where I used to be. Uh, oh, you know, we shouldn't regulate some of these things. Now I'm much more like, okay, it's way too dangerous to leave it unregulated, you know. But have and, you? Uh, yeah. Have you cycled on the road before with your bicycle? Uh, probably yeah. I think as a as a teenager, you know that kind of thing with a bunch of other friends and all that. Yeah, I've done the overnight cycling thing. Uh, yeah, on the road. Oh, you cycle on the mm, road, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. not in not in recent times, lah. Uh, no, not in recent times. No, I haven't. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. what was what was your initial thought when you saw the the regulations, uh? it's or the recommendations, lah? 
It's just, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about it because all these regulations that they are, all these rules that they're suggesting are terrible. They're like, they're like, it's like they're just playing a, a video game or something, you know, like like uh, Sim City or something, and then trying to please, just put these random rules that don't work explain, at all. Please explain why. Please explain why. Okay, mm. I mean, uh, let's just go about the the big ones that that uh, people are talking about. Cyclists um, only have to currently cyclists only have to ride in a single file, uh, only while on single lane roads, lah. Right. Mm. Um, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Uh, let's start from the, let's start from the top again. Uh. Mm. Uh, basically, I think there was a, at one point there was a bit of a call for people to for bicycle registration, and mm. even our dear Madam Ho Ching herself came forward and said, "Why is that so difficult? You know, because it was done before, and we can do it again." Uh, mm. uh, in the spirit of this year's National Day, um, as in Singapore used to have bicycle registration. Yeah, and and and, and um, saying up why, to why 1982. Come, yeah, so why 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 is it why is it why is it so quickly that uh, the AMAP has come out and just said that bicycle registration and re- licensing of cyclists are not recommended due to various disadvantage. They say it raises barriers to the take up of cycling in Singapore, and disproportionately affects more vulnerable groups of cyclists, including seniors and individuals who rely on bicycles for work and commute. Yeah, I mean, mm. but. Uh, I think you could you could replace the word cycling with with uh electric skate scooters and uh and the, and you know the logic there would apply there as well but they completely banned electric skate scooters back then. Mm. You know what I mean? So so mm-hmm. it, I don't understand the approach where it's like why is it have to be either you ban everything outright or you just let everything, you know, let let everything be, you know, as, as it is now lah. Where where mm. cyclists have basically are, are not regulated on the roads, there are these rules that are so difficult to enforce. Um, but then when it comes to a new technology, something that could actually uh, actually uses technology to enhance people's lives, like like skate scooters or electric skate scooters, uh, basically, they did not care about raising about the raising of barriers to take up of skate scooting, electric skate scooting in Singapore, and how it disproportionately affects people who rely on skate scooters for work and commute. Remember the number of. Grab and 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 food panda delivery riders were so angry that time. Yeah, yeah. When 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 electric skate scooters were banned, uh, for some reason, yeah, they they over here they are very concerned about how it disproportionately affects them. But then when it mm. came to the electric skate scooters, which was which really was a means of like uh, uh you know, for for people to actually take up a a gig as a delivery rider or something like that. Uh, they had no qualms about just just laying down the laying the smack down on that lah with a mm. huge heavy handed law la. so I find that like huh why 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 the two different standards ah yeah so so I mean that's you coming from a motorist lah right a driver who I mean if you've been listening to this podcast um it's quite clear that you have a a vendetta against in your words sp- spandex wearing cyclists lah right uh usually I I don't like the characterization the characterization that you do, but in this case, I will. I will say yes. Hey, that's what you have said before multiple times. Okay, yeah, to yeah, all yeah. new listeners, no, 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 I'm but you, quoting you have something. No, you just have what? a tendency to. I mean, it's in psychology. It's called fundamental attribution ah. error, lah. Ah, oh, don't a, give me this shit. Okay, don't give me this academic shit. A, I'm just. You just hey, have a tendency I'm, to to attribute things to people's uh, character traits as opposed to situational things like ah uh, now 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 you are pot calling the mm. kettle black uh, huh mm. i'm just giving you a taste of your own medicine huh mr mm. uh, just you played sports so you must be a jock and you must be an asshole because you played sports uh, no 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 uh, no, 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 uh, no no okay it's just a just by the uh, uh, behavior just just observation of behavior that's all <laughs> <laughs> no, but but so okay, that was your opinion coming from a motorist and my opinion. So the reason why I don't cycle anymore is uh yeah, because over the years, uh cycling on the road is is not the safest and and previously I used to cycle when I used to go to work and all and now I use uh, as a last mile thing, I do use a, a skateboard. I try to be as responsible as I can on pedestrian paths. Uh, yeah. But that's a whole different thing. But even my experience as a cyclist, who used to cycle a lot on road, I also think mm. these regulations right are are ridiculous. Mm. And why? Uh? Why because, do you say they're ridiculous? I mean, it feels like there's a panel to do this recommendation stuff and all. I don't know how it's mm. going to be enforced. But to me, the like um, 
like I mean, okay, by and large, like I I assume most cyclists are responsible on the road lah. But certain behaviors are. Uh, annoying and at no point did this report or recommendation ever talk about the simple things of cyclists who even you know go past red lights mm, right correct um, yes. so that's where that's where as much as licensing and regulation and all yeah it might cause one more step to take if you want to cycle on the road to me I'm all support for that no? if you want to cycle on the road mm. right um, mm. you have to register yourself you can argue yeah it will affect people whose livelihood depends on it but then Then I would say the owners should be on the companies, you mm. know, like you want people to be your delivery riders and all. Then part of the regulation process that can't be part of your 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 process, and mm. and that's one thing that that that's uh, one thing about how I am in support of licensing because right now uh, is as a cyclist you're you're in the wild wild west lah. If you are wearing mm. the full cycling getup with a helmet with uh, the the visors and all that, it's almost mm. like you are you are like a keyboard war- warrior on the road, no. You can mm. be anonymous, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. And I, I, I think anything that, you know, like when I read, oh, you know, we need more compassion on the road. I'm like, hello, 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 hello. Yeah. Anything that relies on people's compassion and goodwill and altruism, I think it is not sustainable, like, especially when it comes to policy. Yeah. So, correct, correct, correct. so, so that that's one thing I saw, huh? Like, uh, and then, like the the thing about the 1.5 meter. I mean. Generally, I would assume uh, as drivers, nobody wants to hurt other people, right? You can be pissed, but if you really go for a cyclist, then you know, fuck you, lah. But mm. most of the time, I would assume people uh, would avoid if they can. Of course, you will get douchebags everywhere. But the thing about a recommendation for 1.5 meter, like um, the cyclist keeping abreast, I don't know. I feel heaven isn't that kind of like. It's not a monumental change, uh, to to really change things for the better, lah. Um, yeah. and then the biggest thing for me is like, okay, this is a panel that has been around since 2015, I think. Um, mm. it was yeah proposing rules on bicycles and personal mobility. It feels like okay. Then what does the LTA or MOT have to say about this from the infrastructure perspective, lah? And uh, you're saying infrastructure in terms of how our roads are set up for cyclists and all that, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't think there's much discussion about. It. I know it's a, it's it's very easy to say, yo, like okay, Singapore lands cars. There's no way we can convert existing roads to have a bicycle lane just like that, which I agree, mm. which I agree. But we have all these plans for you know a smart nation, a greener nation. We have all these new estates being developed and all. And if you look at the history of any. City or country that has had cycling in their, in their DNA, right? Or at least uh, as it seems so right now, be it the UK, Scandinavia, they all went through the process of having this this tension, lah. Uh, some in the 30s, um, in the UK and Ireland, um, there there was a cycling lobby in the 30s, and they themselves opposed um, extra dedicated cycling paths because they said no, lah. They want to use the road, but over mm. time. Uh, even in the in the in the US, uh, it took like I think in 1976, uh, there was a whole revamp of bikeway design standards, and it took a while. Lah. So it feels like okay, there were we're we're not saying change the lanes now, but at least if there's some indication that okay, that's what we're working towards. These are the teething mm. problems that we have to deal with. Then so be it, lah. But it feels like just for this panel to solve the problem. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's. It's 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 basically oh yeah let's not change anything and just wait and see, wait and see until there's like more, like like louder and louder calls or more or more urgency from the public then we will make actual actually make changes lah. It's basically like yeah. the you know just summing any kind of real work that they need to do lah. I mean, any 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 kid could do the same recommendations you know anybody like, anyone could just walk in and say oh yeah cyclists should. Shouldn't cluster. Uh, shouldn't cl- uh, break. Uh, be more than ten in a row, and should break up into clusters. And anybody can do that. But the point is, like, hey, heck, even during circuit breaker and all these things, I was seeing groups of cyclists who were congregating in groups larger than ten, ten, you know, and riding in a row or riding abreast and everything along the roads. Uh. So it's like this. Everybody. The, the whole reason why there's a big ruckus is because people have felt like the cyclists just don't give a shit, like You know. For the longest time, really, and and it's sad because like even you know the it's it's definitely uh, a minority of cyclists that that cause the problems. 
um, mm. which sucks for the greater majority of people who actually do follow the rules and all that lah. But it it feels like okay, the number of cyclists is definitely going up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the the emphasis on you know environment and like health and all that people can't travel so number of cyclists going up but the frequency of cycling also I think is going up so it feels mm. like okay if this is the way forward ah uh, shouldn't there be some some other plans maybe there are lah maybe there are plans in the URA LTA but it feels like that should also be part of the discussion lah yeah yeah I mean so so I mean it is worth also just thinking about who's inside the Active Mobility Advisory Panel. Lah. I mean, they were set up in, like you say, in July 2015. Mm. And uh, it, it's, it's um, you know, they, they, they're, they're groups of, I wouldn't say they're all like, um, all cyclists. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely you get some from like the National Cycling Plan Steering Committee, the, the um, uh, National Cycling Plan Steering, yeah, people from the National Cycling Plan Steering Committee. Yeah. So I I think definitely you would think that people that have some vested interest in 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 cycling wouldn't want more regulation lah, right? Mm. But uh, there there seems to be very little, uh, like what you say, representation from from the infrastructure side of things lah, right? People yeah. do, who are really you know about maybe about the design of our our urban and urban centers and. And uh, I mean, I see some Singapore Road Safety Council, Safe Cycling Task Force, this kind of thing. But I Road mean, Safety Council doesn't really work on the infrastructure of of things around that, right? They they maybe they talk about rules and enforcement and all these things. And there's the and there's the assistant commissioner of the traffic police, or the commander of the traffic police who's in there. Uh, but yeah, but they're all about the, enforcement. Uh. No, but there's the chief executive of the Land Transport Authority. Uh, mm. Oh yeah lah, yeah lah, LTA lah. Who's the who has to balance everything, all the different interests of of everybody lah, right? Yeah. But, uh, but we talk about urban urban planning or that. I think the URA uh, and it the might be URA more involved. Maybe the URA needs to be more involved in that as well, lah, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean the Bayam King is the senior parliamentary secretary for transport. Um, the previously when there was that that mandate for. Um, bicycles to have brakes on public paths and roads. That was to to do with Ministry of Transport, lah. Mm. So, so I think that was uh, just because it deals with a form of transport. But yeah, this whole mm. discussion, there's 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 not that much on the actual infrastructure, lah. And yeah, I guess if you look at any of the countries, even the Wikipedia article of the history of cycling infrastructure, there's mm. always been this fight between motorists and cyclists. And cyclists yep. and pedestrians, and it feels like okay, um, it is inevitable. Uh, uh, but what is the the plan going forward, lah? Because I'm sure a lot of people would would like to cycle, right? But right now mm. on the cycling paths, even that at the parks also sometimes got tension. Um, on the pedestrian foot part, there's tension. So it feels like uh, because I don't want to also put all the blame on cyclists. Mm. Uh, the pedestrian paths have been there for a long time. Roads have been there for a long time. It's just cyclists is the newest, newest form of long range transport in Singapore, lah. Yeah, and I see a lot of. Uh, I was just telling Harish also like, before this. I see a lot of people, um, a lot of uh, people on on Facebook and social media. Uh, they were they all a lot of them are chongsters who used to drive their drive their tsunged up cars to JB and race and everything. And do that kind of long road trips. It must no? explain. Must explain what a chongster is. Uh. maybe I don't oh, know whether that's still oh, see, a term. No. Sorry, sorry. Excuse my, uh, excuse my Chinese privilege there for a bit. Uh. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Just, just people who are very into, you know, like like tuning their cars, uh, making the engine sound very, uh, zheng up, you know, like zheng, you know, like right. Which is yeah, modified lah, right? modified lah, modified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. and then they love to drive up to JB or KL and and because you know, no South Highway any speed limits and all that you can drive a lot faster. Uh, mm. And then they go there and they eat and and do shopping and and you know go for like a day or two over the weekends. Uh, all that has been you know killed off the last one two years lah, right? So a yeah. lot of them now have gotten into into foldable bicycles uh, expensive foldable bicycles really expensive Brom- ones Brompton uh, Brompton yeah Brompton and a bunch of other brands uh, and, and, and more of them, most of them are like middle age uh, that means like older than me and everything you know and then very into like doing this overnight uh, cycling trips with their 
with their friends and and, and their spouses lah. So, mm-hmm. so uh, I, I I like to term them foldy oldies lah. You know, is that a term a, that you came up with? Uh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I, I haven't heard it anywhere else. You're that proud, I, right? I can I'm I can feel the smile. I can feel yeah, the yeah, smile yeah. in your voice, now. It's almost as as proud as was as I was about the MOF MOH joke the last time. Yeah, I yeah. didn't understand. Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, lah, forty ODs lah, and then yeah, they they're the ones who are doing a lot of these like um, gathering in groups and and cycling, even when the restrictions are like, you know, two people maximum or five people for social gatherings. You easily see groups of like at least seven to ten of them uh, going around together, and then yeah, lah, they'll just like, oh yeah, we we don't know each other, we're cycling independently, whatever lah, and then you know that is is bullshit lah. But anyway. Uh, that aside, so so my point is, there's a lot of, a lot more people doing road cycling, I think recreationally, uh, mm. and and rather than just you know renting about it, I also feel like we need to find a way to make it safer for them Because ultimately, if an accident happens between the cyclist and the and motorist, right, the motorist goes to jail, but the the cyclist probably ends up in hospital mm. and, and it's never a fun thing to to watch la, Even as a fellow motorist and everything, yeah. Um, so I I, I would I would rather that they they err on the side of trying to protect cyclists as opposed to you know let's just let things be for now and hope that hope that public education can can make everything better for everyone la. No, that's why you know the one of the reasons why they said they are recommending the two abreast uh, and mm. maximum of five rows is because that would uh, kind of equate to a slow moving vehicle la. And to me, I'm like, how the fuck is that the same? If you're going <laughs> past a cement truck, it's a cement truck. Yeah. This is still. Ten individuals now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. right. And and I feel like what kind of what kind of uh, logic is that? So so that's where I feel okay. Like it all this sounds good on paper, and it sounds like okay for cyclists. Um, yeah, you know, don't need to uh, do licensing and all that. But but the fact is that because I've seen also a lot of people say you know if there's licensing, it's another example of how you know Singaporeans are not trusted to be adults lah. And we uh, we need another thing clamping down on us, and you know, like in the eyes of the world, we look like another strict thing. But when it comes to people's safety and all, uh, it just feels like there's there's justification to that lah. And I think the licensing is just for cycling on roads, mm. you know, because mm. now I can imagine if you're a cyclist, why would you cycle on the footpath? Uh, you can just go on the road lah. No need mm. to wear helmet. Uh, no need to. I mean. They say you know wear bright clothing, wear uh, use lights and all. But even that, it's it's a little okay if you don't use it, so be it. And mm. yeah, it, it just feels like it can't can't go on like this. That's why with this whole panel thing, I also wonder. Okay, there's probably a lot of um, groups that yeah you, know, you that that are lobbying uh, against it or or giving a lot of feedback. I saw one survey being taken like being taken on the five thousand three hundred people from roads.sg, which is a Facebook page. You do a mm. poll on Facebook, uh. what mm-hmm. the fuck, man? Like mm. how the f- how the hell does a poll of like people who are on on a Facebook group, you know, a, a good place to kind of use that as part of the 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 commentary, la. I don't think it was part of the actual report. I think it was one uh, uh, an economist or something. While while your your next spiel, I will I will look for that. But it just mm. feels like, uh, huh? Yeah, like I, I can't see any difference uh, to this la, like any significant impact la. Yeah, and uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't know lah. Maybe it's just they, they just, they're just not um looking to add anything, any more work on their plates uh. Because uh, I think the last time when when you know when when uh, electric skate scooters got banned, there was a lot more. There's a lot of uh, there was a lot of flurry of activity like right? A lot of angry, angry users. A lot of angry. SMEs that were, you know, uh, selling skate scooters and things like that. So yeah. here, yeah, I can't see them like wanting to rock the boat or anything, um, or really, or really even just think outside the box a little bit, lah. Let's not, yeah, let's just, they're, they're just lazy, lah. Basically, this this active mobility advisory board. The, the, let I me mean, the recommendations. If anything, is just lazy, lah. Yeah, so that's why I mean, it's one of those things, also, right? The the panel is a. Uh, I'm guessing they're all volunteering and all, and they're tasked to do this. Okay, they do, but it just feels like the the context of setting it up. Also, it's your if it's a volunteer. I I don't know whether it's a volunteer council, but it's probably a council that is yeah, it's on top of their 
regular work lah. Um, I don't mm. think they're doing this full time. So it just feels like if you're not setting it up for a proper, proper discussion or thing, then it just feels like okay lah. Then of course the answers are going to be very limited lah, and it's just going to be recommendations and all that. And yeah. I mean the history of this this committee was formed in 2015, and to their credit, they have lobbied for certain. Uh, rules to be passed lah. Like the example I quoted just now was the one uh, end of last year. I think for all fixed gear bikes and BMX bikes, basically all bikes on pathways must have a brake lah. Mm, mm, you know, and and that is a law that's common in in other overseas cities as well. Yeah. Um, I think one argument against the licensing is that yeah, it's not done anywhere else. I think only in Japan, and mm. that is more to protect against theft lah, which was the reason why it was in Singapore up to 1982 lah. Yeah, it's you not know, so much you know, about regulation. Yeah, as we were just talking about this, I just remembered again that it's for some reason Singapore is just really, I don't know whether we're just behind or just really blind. It's a blind spot or it's just not part of the way we think. But everything, every time when it comes to regulation regarding some bicycle issue, there's always some. There's always a lot of uh, uh, pushback. There's, the, there's no conviction, lah. Basically, to do anything, and it seems like they just want to leave things as it is. Remember when there was there were all these like bicycle sharing services proliferating around and then started and then it started becoming an eyesore cause a lot of bicycles were just trashed and just thrown everywhere. Yeah. And then after that, like, oh, it turns out like some of these businesses were collecting deposits and then after that, they were actually, then they just disappeared and liquidated uh, without returning people's deposits either. And then later, it just came out, oh, yeah, they can't do anything. Our track record with like, uh, Singapore's track record lah, with regulating bicycle services or just in general bicycles, just just reeks of like just not doing anything at all like in general. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think one thing from a from a policy perspective that might be impacting it is I know there are plans to to build up to what two thousand three hundred or or an additional thousand three hundred kilometers of um, park connector by twenty thirty lah. Mm, right, mm. and and I can see the argument that okay, this that Singapore is going to be connected by uh by park connectors where cyclists can can ride on lah. But I don't mm. think there's ever going to be a point in time where they would they would they it might not be the quickest way to get from point A to point B, and that's yeah. where I think need to accept human behavior lah. If there's a quicker quicker way, then you most people would probably use that lah. Right, it's the path of least resistance, right? Yeah. So yeah. So that's where that's where I be- I think it becomes tricky because to the credit of the park connectors, they are really good lah, and they're really extensive. And every year we are seeing more and more routes be opened up, which is great, which is great. Mm. Mm. But it just feels like okay, that is the park connector, which feels almost recreational. But there's always going to be the long distance cyclist, whether for for recreation, for exercise, or even commuting from to to and from work lah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And, and, so and so I think yeah. The, uh, yeah la, that, that's the sad part la. Like we talk about, you know, being being a, a island city, a island garden and a garden city and all these things. But but uh, yeah la, you you still kind of need a uh, either you go around on a car or, or you go around by foot la, Right? That, that yeah, seems exactly. to be what they're pushing you towards la, As opposed to really trying to find a way to you know close that last mile, such that cycling or or using a scooter or something like that becomes a very pleasurable. A very pleasurable and safe uh, part of your journey. Yeah, and I mean mm. the ju- just to f- the 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 quote that I mentioned just now. It was a yeah. a poll of five thousand three hundred uh, members of the SG Road Vigilante Facebook page, la. Um Which I mean, it's not the most objective Facebook page. And I think ninety percent of them uh, wanted there to be licensing and regulation for cyclists. But of course, because most of the things uh, are against cyclists. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, so that's where I felt like uh, that as a number. So, it just feels like this discussion, just like, uh, yeah, it just feels feels a bit lacking, lah. And yeah. I think there's also a video like if you go to the page literally seven hours ago. There's a mm. Tanah Merah Coastal Road with a. Wait, wait what page lane. is this? Sorry, SG Road Vigilante. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> literally, there's a Tanah Merah Coastal Road where there's a cycling lane. And there's a video mm. of like 20 cyclists cycling outside the cycling lane. <laughs> because, uh, because like, I think there are some reports that, okay, the cycling lane is not, like there's more potholes and there's not as well maintained as the road. Lah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So then it feels like, hey, cyclists, you know, give some slack lah. Of the group of 20, only one of them is in the cycling lane. No? Yeah. So then it just feels like, okay, if you're leaving it for compassion and empathy, right, how the fuck does that make sense? And like yeah. responsibility. And that's where I feel like as much as I'm, I would prefer less regulation in this case, right, I support um, licensing and regulation being mandatory for anyone who wants to cycle on the road. Yeah. And I would love road, to hear... Yeah. I would love to hear from people on our Reddit about why that's a horrible idea. Um, and I know it will impact people who do uh, delivery for work and all, but that's where I feel it shouldn't be on them. La. Like, if you want to drive a, a, a taxi or something, you yeah. it's part of the, the process of getting uh, uh, accredited for that. La. Like uh, So, correct, so correct. that's where it just feels like, wow. And I am, and uh, like, like I, I have, I used to cycle very, very often um mm. and yeah traveling to and from work cycling 20 kilometers a day uh three three times a week so i'm i would consider myself roughly familiar about the experience of cycling on the road la. correct correct i i mean yeah uh, i i would i would urge everyone to also and if you're going to comment on our subreddit la, I, i'm not i'm not saying i'm not sense, trying to censor anyone or what la, but i would urge everyone to try ask yourself like if if the argument you're making is a slippery slope argument la. Anytime you're about to write something down, you know, ask yourself: Are you doing that 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 thing of like, where do we draw the line? If the thought in your if that that line crosses your mind, where do we draw the line? Yeah, then you ask yourself whether am I just falling to a slippery slope argument? No, but even then, kind of even then, if they if they want to use that line, then like back it up uh, and and not just leave it there lah. No, I mean the my my issue with that is that uh, a lot of times it's used as a. a, a as a straw man argument, you see, you know, at the same time, like, oh, if we allow LGBT to to get married, and everything, then where do we draw the line? Do we allow animals and humans to to also get married? Is it you know that kind of thing? As in, it's, yeah, it's, but even it's, then, it's, it's a it's a complete like out there, completely like uh, out there argument that that does not make any sense, and 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 there there can, there is a way to draw a line la. It just takes effort to draw the line lah, right? Yeah, that's la. what I'm so, trying to so say. That's that's why if you want to say that, say that, but yeah, la, back it up. La. Then one also don't clamp down. La. Terrence, really licensing no, of cyclists, I'm with you on that. I've had to go on Reddit and say, hey, you know, that one was a bit of a, yeah, a slippery slope argument and, you know, maybe you can consider this, maybe you can consider that. So I'm just saying, maybe also people, as you put down, as you write down your thoughts as well, also think about, hey, am I am I falling into, uh, into that, that thought process of like the slippery slope argument, la, you know? Oh, slowly wearing the the blue uniform of the thought police, ah, uh, Terence. No, it's just that I want to be able to engage with uh, all the comments. But when I get a lot of comments, they're directed at me specifically, also, la. <laughs> And then they are very, uh, very the slippery slope. Wait, Terence, where do you draw the line? Then I'll say, I know, I'm, I, I'm going to tell you how I draw the line. But you know, that's not the point about where to draw the line. Is is why are really, we not drawing You get, drawing you get a line? lot of comments like that. Uh? I mean, more recently, la, More recently, I have, la, Yeah. You go. You go do any self reflection or not, and introspection I do, I do. or not. I do a lot, and and that's why uh. that's why I, I would I would ask people. So, let, let's get past the where do we draw the line arguments because the whole point of conversation and debate is is to find where the line is, Right? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what Harish and I are always trying to do. Where do we, like, where do we draw the line on on on? Where are we bitching about cyclists, or are we really trying to find a way to make it? Yeah, because the everybody. context the context was I wasn't keen to talk about this topic because I thought yeah. it would just descend into like just like uh yeah scolding like, you like, right not say scolding me la, like just <laughs> you being unreasonable la. but yeah, in this yeah. case and and both of us agreed that okay the regulations were a bit like huh so yeah. so I hope you enjoyed what what we were trying to say uh yeah. but of course as always if you disagree please feel yeah. free to to share your thoughts in our subreddit man. Yeah, and if that wasn't the most exciting topic, the next one is a juicy one. Isn't it's a juicy? scandalous, it's a scandalous one, and it's something that some people will even say is immoral. Mm, mm, and what mm. is that topic? Um, it's it's basically the conversation that a social worker had on uh ninety five point eight um uh which is a MediaCorp Mandarin radio station about how shows like hear you out which is a talk mm. show um, uh, uh, on Channel 8, um, is immoral. Um, mm. Basically, what that show is about is, is they have like long-form, heart-to-heart conversations with Mediacorp stars hosted mm. by Quan Yifong. Um, Chen Yifong, yeah. 
Oh, is it? I mean, okay, like, I mean in, in Mandarin, Chuen, in Mandarin, yeah. you know, okay, Q U is Chu. Yeah. Okay, Chuen Chuen Yifong. Um, and I mean, if you are frequent on YouTube and all, you probably would have seen twenty-minute clips from this show, kind of trending because yeah, they do get a lot of views, and they often show like a media cop star, uh, in tears or something like, uh, mm. where they talk about their something in their lives that that yeah la, uh, cuts the uh, cuts the onions la. So mm. more specifically. Uh, recently, uh, a MediaCorp actress, Chant- Chantel Ng, uh, mm. revealed that she was allegedly hospitalized after being beaten by her father, Huang Yiliang. Um, after which, Huang Yiliang himself went on a live stream to clarify uh, what happened. La. Yeah. So, yeah. It, did, it did get a lot of traction online, like, I mean, a few thousand shares, and I think the video itself has, has uh, a ton of views. Mm. But basically, the show, social worker was saying that it's immoral. La. The show is immoral, la, right? The show, the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, what was your thoughts when you saw the the headline? I mean, even the headline. Um, I mean, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny. Generally, when I see shows that are you know so lo- supposedly about celebrity tell alls, I feel like oh, this is this is so horrible. They shouldn't be doing this, and then and then yeah like, I I would tend to like lean towards the oh, uh, uh, it's distasteful, like, right? You know. Um, mm. but to use the word immoral, uh, I think is 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 that 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 bears a bit of a uh analysis la, I think on on our end la, right, you know like like mm. because it's not that they were scandalizing what happened or dramatizing or, or, or taking creative license with what it was, they were allowing a young um a young a young influential uh, person to come forward and be very honest and open, uh, you know, about her, about her very sketched history with her family, right? Mm. And uh, in some ways, I could, you could even argue that that might actually uh, allow people who look up to her or even just people who see that, you know, celebrities, with, you know, the glitzy lives on Instagram and everything, also have faced this kind of family trauma in the past and all that. And mm. if that makes them, makes you feel like, okay, I'm not alone in, in facing things in my life and all that, that could actually be a a, a good thing. Right? You know what I mean? Mm. In terms of public education and all. Um, mm. You know, when whenever like a celebrity comes out, I, I don't, not, not maybe not in such a, not in an explosive way, like a Me Too kind of way, la, but even just saying like, hey, you know, I was a victim of certain kinds of abuse when I was younger. And, uh, you know, I, I want to make sure that, you know, victims today have no, don't feel shy or, or, or don't feel bad about coming out about their issues. Um, maybe that maybe that's what we need more of, la, right? Mm. right like, like celebrities uh, in, using their influence for uh, uh, something, something positive la, to encourage people to be a bit more... Um, you know, to to look at their own lives differently as well in a different perspective, so, so to 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 outright just say it's immoral and it was exploitative and all that. I think that uh, best be our examination. But what do you think? Uh? Um, I mean, okay, so so the context, the full forty-one minute uh, video interview is available on Capital Nine Five Eight's uh, Facebook page. But the article mm. I'm looking at, basically, one of the the guy's arguments was that. Um, Many people uh, can be unaware of the consequences of expo- exposing their own private affairs. Like, and the two examples he gave uh, was about how a family who was unable to afford the medical bills of their son uh, received uh, a large uh, amount of donations after they were highlighted in the media. But then the, their neighbors started like gossiping about their windfall. Uh. And then the second example was an individual who became the target of neighbors' gossips after he appeared on a television show following a suicide attempt. And a couple of months later, it was discovered that he attempted suicide again due to the immense pressure. Mm. So, um, I'm, if, if that is the stance he took, then I think those two examples are not really the best uh, comparison. Like, because the first is a family who um, they were spotlighted. But in both cases, right, they're not, they're not public figures per se. Um, yeah. And I think in those cases, it sounds like they were highlighted specifically because the first one was couldn't afford medical bills and the second one was suicide. So that, I would say, yeah, um, the, the people who got them on interview, they need to be responsible to make, make sure that, okay, it's not 
trivialize it's not kind of unnecessarily exposing them to public pressure la. Mm-hmm. so in this case it is it's a public figure and mm. ultimately the questions being asked um even okay so even after the questions are asked there is a a, a period of time between the recording and and going live la so mm. so that's where i feel it, yeah to be immoral to label the whole show as immoral i think it's unfair la, because i'm totally with you on that uh like about the the importance and the benefit of having hard to hard conversations with people who have a public image la because it's also important to see that they are human they have issues uh, yeah. and, and all that right yeah and 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 maybe this comes from a I I mean I haven't actually heard the radio interview myself lah because it's in Mandarin and uh, admittedly my Mandarin is bad, um but but just based on what I'm reading as well, uh I think the the social worker he's uh if I'm not wrong he's he's also um Chinese lah right, mm. uh he I mean he's Samuel Ng and he he appears to be Chinese to me I mean he's on Capital Nine Five Eight so he's 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 probably speaking Mandarin. Uh, Huang Ming, Huang Mingte. His Chinese name is Huang Mingte, lah. So, in Chinese, there's a this is saying, uh, which is like basically your your dirty laundry that happens in your family. You can you should not be revealing it or talking about it in public, lah. Mm. And um, I mean, it's very often just brought up as a hey, don't don't air your dirty laundry or your quarrels with your family and all that in public, lah. You know, which is just, is generally good advice to go by. But in this case, I would say that, I mean, this Chantal Ng, I mean, um, kudos to her for also being able to talk about it. Lah, because it's very clear that she's still traumatized by by whatever events happened to her as a kid, lah, right? Mm. Uh, I'm just doing this with, with as giving as much benefit of a doubt as to whether it's real or whether it's a, you know, whether she's a personality just acting and stuff like that, lah, right? But mm. we just take it at face value. Assuming everything that she's saying is real, uh, it would take a lot of guts to be able to come out and say that, lah. And, yeah. and 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 maybe as a sort of as a as a as a warning or as a SOS sign, a fellow SOS sign to other people who might be facing issues in their family, and and just uh, knowing that you know when 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 you need to step away from a toxic relationship or abuse or things like that, lah. You know, yeah. Because um, I think it's it's. Literally, just last week, right? We were talking about this books actually, and and the concept of like, you know, you could be in love with somebody, but at the same time, you could be, you could be being abused by somebody, like right? Mm. That that's what could that's what could actually be happening, even in a very loving, uh, what appears to be very loving, caring uh, marriage or, or relationship, lah. So, you know, in in this sense, her coming forward with her story, I I don't think. That's necessarily immoral, la, right? And mm. and if 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 you want to say it's distasteful or it's trashy, trashy TV or whatever, I I I think that that can be a bit more subjective, la. But but what the social worker is saying here, like like what you said, those two examples don't really, they're not really fair comparisons to the, to what what is going on here, la. I think, you know, if anything, it's it's probably very cathartic for for someone who's in the spotlight and always asked about her father and, and things like that to actually be mm. able to come forward and say truthfully what she feels about it, lah, right? Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah. But then, what do you think of like, should, I mean, what sort of responsibility do shows hold? Because there are certain shows, mm. maybe not in Singapore, that thrive on controversy and thrive on, you know, the paparazzi and just yeah. being fucking assholes, lah. Yeah. Right? Okay, so... What, what, there, there is one aspect of the show that I, I, I don't like, lah, right? Mm. Uh, that I wouldn't go as far as to say it's immoral, but I don't like it about this show. Is that you're only hearing one side of it. Mm. You know, you don't hear the, 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 the I mean, Huang Yiliang, the actor, who's, who was a very famous actor in the 90s and everything. Um, you don't hear his perspective as part of the show. He has to come on his own Facebook Live and do it, and 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 I mean he's been in the news recently for a lot of bad things. So in general, the 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 tide of public sentiment is definitely against him, right? Mm, so mm. so, but but for this show that has the probably has the capability and and resources to to also hear his perspective, um, yeah, that they let it be put out there. 
uh, as a very one-sided story is 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 um yeah is is tough for him also lah. You know, like like especially when it comes to uh, relationship things, you know, it it can get very complicated and sometimes you also want to hear the other side of the story. But at the same time, you know, uh, she the 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 fact is she was a victim of a beating lah, right? And maybe yeah. maybe not giving an airing to uh, whoever was the perpetrator. For whatever reason you beat her lah, right? I think mm. that, that maybe that's maybe that's the thought behind it lah. But but uh, I'm just I'm just extrapolating in the event that you know if it's a he say she say kind of thing lah. Then then yeah. this kind of show I would say hey, you know there's a bit of it's, it's a bit not fair that we're not hearing both sides lah. Yeah. Yeah and and yeah so you're saying something Jerry Springer style lah, right? <laughs> I mean you don't need to get them to face each other but like what we do for our podcast right? Sometimes we we interview someone from the from from who has that perspective then we interview the uh, the next person who is from from the opposite end of the spectrum lah right? And we try mm-hmm. to allow everyone to have a chance to hear both lah, and yeah. then you make a judgment from there. Yeah. So so I mean I will I will also say that as a as a creator of a show as a yeah. interviewer as a editor as a producer you do hold a responsibility lah. And I think mm. just to share something that maybe we shared on the AMA a few like episodes ago there. There was one instance of a podcast we did last time uh, with the founder of a controversial dating app uh, where when the guest came on our show, yeah, like, I did see it as a as a way, okay, he's on our show and I'm going to grill him. Um, and after that, I remember we, we had a discussion and uh, I also did some introspection about how if you're getting people on your show, you do have a certain power dynamic, right? There is a hierarchy between the guest and the interviewer. And... Yeah. Not to say that as an interviewer on a show, you are absolutely absolved of all responsibility to keep things kosher and not be a fucking douche. Mm. Um, I think in the cycle of, of entertainment, and this is something the social worker uh, put, out, put, it out, uh, put out also, la, that um, there's the, the desire for such sensational news makes it easier to pitch shows like this, which is true, which is true. Mm. Uh, because it's all about the views la, and people love gossip, people love private lives. Um, and that causes more people to think of ideas like this, which is, in his words, a vicious cycle. Like, I think there's, there's, it's not fully true, but but I think yeah, like cre- content creators also do are responsible, uh, to to yeah, just not not be asshole. So in this case, I mean, I think generally the the videos and all are quite well received, and I think this is the first controversy maybe. So I assume that all the other episodes that that that, that reveal the the heartbreaks or the struggles of people who seem to have perfect lives do actually do actually bring about quite a bit of benefit, lah. Yeah, I I think this is the probably the one that that of all the episodes, I think this one's the one that hit hit home the the most, lah. Because the rest of them were more like uh, I don't think they were as as uh, the issues were not as big as the, as as this one, lah. Which is literally mm. the the falling apart of a family, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, and, and I mean, if the so I guess if the social worker is taking issue with um, a show that that takes someone's private matters and subjects it to public discussion, and then might cause them additional scrutiny and stress, and then because of that, he's saying it's immoral. Uh, yeah, like what you say, I understand if it's a private citizen who doesn't want the publicity, lah. But but mm. but these are media corp artists that they they do know you know what exposure a show like that would bring, and uh, I would say that yeah like, they can they can calculate for themselves also how much they reveal and and what they want to reveal and and everything like, right yeah yeah and they're exactly. usually a bit more savvy about it they have managers who also tell them what they should or shouldn't do um, maybe even PR PR teams that help them with these kind of things like. So yeah. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to the as far as this social worker said. In fact, if anything, like he talks about it, you know, public subjects it to public dis- subjects these private matters to public discussion. I mean, he is engaging in somewhat of the of like what we call the Streisand effect, right? Where mm. people don't even care about something until you are the one who go and mention it, and then suddenly it becomes a a headline, you know, because you said the word immoral. So suddenly everyone is like sharing this article because I'm seeing the article being shared on my Facebook and people are like, oh yeah, you know, I totally agree with him and everything. Mm. Uh, and maybe people might not even have heard of this show 
so the the ratings wouldn't have been that great if if you if he didn't come out and say that it's immoral, like, You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, just to caveat also that not not Chantel Ng, but there is also um uh, 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 uh the existence of creators who love to share their personal stories for the views, lah, for the views, mm. for the views, mm. right? So Correct. so I mean, there's just I think it's important to also consider that 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 I think our issue is that to just label the whole show as immoral is what is like eh. That's a bit of a blanket statement, lah. Yeah, um, yeah. Because would you label the book sexually, the rice article about book sexually as immoral? Oh no, not at all. Yeah, you wouldn't, right? You you would call that like this is it's almost like a investigative journalism that led to a, a piece that, that that warns people about being caught in a toxic work environment, lah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I is guess, that immoral? Because it ultimately it stemmed from someone's marriage, lah. Right. Yeah, but but I guess that one. I mean, I think they did try to reach out to the the both sides, the, acu- both sides, the yeah. accused perpetrator and all. And this yeah. show, because it is in the realm of entertainment, that's where yeah. it falls into this this gray area. Yeah, um, they, yeah but, I guess they don't know if they reached out to the Huang Yiliang side, lah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So so I mean, like I think I think yeah, it's still a uh uh. I wouldn't say it's an interesting discussion because yeah, I felt his statements were a bit overqualified. But I also wanted to point out that this is not the first time that we are speaking about Chantal Ng. Uh. Do you oh, remember? Yes. Uh, remember uh, yes. She was caught in. There's one time she had to take the MRT and the poor girl yeah. was had to take the MRT so late at know, night, right? I don't know what <laughs> is it about Chantal Ng. I know she's a young Mediacorp starlet, but yeah. um, it feels like she's always in the news. Like yeah. literally at the bottom of this Mothership article, thanks to their yeah. recommendation engine, after an entire yeah. article where she talks about like like alleged domestic abuse and all, the first the first article is Singapore actress Chantal Ng forgot she drove to work, takes MRT yeah. to Mediacorp at 11pm to retrieve car. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it just feels like, okay, this, yeah, I know, I, I can imagine the Mediacorp machine wanting to push her into the limelight, but wow, you know how many times I've forgotten shit um, and like nobody gives a damn. Yeah, nobody correct, gives a damn. Yeah. Maybe I should really post stuff that I forgot. La. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> I mean, you gotta be a young, you know, young starlet, and, and the next big thing. Eh, eh, oh, actually, who you are, who you are, who you are. Age is a number, okay. Who you are? No, no, no. It's not about that. It's just that everyone has been, everyone sub subreddit has realized that Harish has been like appearing a lot on, on Channel News Asia recently. Oh yes, I yeah. I have, and almost, and I also will be appearing almost, in November and December. Yeah, yeah, yeah Just yeah, so yeah. you know. So you know, he's yeah. part of the machine. Everything. Hey, 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 don't give me shit. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't just anyhow label. So the next time you, label. next time you see some Instagram story about Harish taking MRT home late at night, you know who is sponsored by. You know who's mm, correct, correct. Yeah. ship. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was our but cool man. Our two stories. Yeah. But what is your one short comment of these past few days? Uh? Uh, my one short comment was uh, something that was posted just today uh, by mm. by Tiramisu Macha uh, mm. about um, feedback on Yalabot episode 208, uh, mm. which is the interview we had with the Yale and US student. La. And mm. I mean, essentially the crux of the post is the, the, the Redditor goes on to explain why they found it uh, difficult to listen to. Um, mm. And the TLDR version, which is literally written at the bottom of the post, is okay. Yalabat two zero is the worst episode I've ever listened to, but it's not MOS fault. One suggestion is to have one more guest to provide an additional perspective. So, so the whole post is about how the guest um, we had didn't really facilitate the the conversation, la. So, so I think even even that is arguable because I wouldn't say it's it's entirely. Um, uh, on her because our goal is always to be the best interviewers possible. Like, but I just wanted to highlight this post because to me, this is the perfect example of giving feedback that is very, very constructive. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So shout out to you, Tirami Sumacha. Um, I mm. mean, ju- just to, to answer the question of why we don't have more than one guest, which is a conscious decision, is because we have noticed from interviews where we have two guests is that it's difficult to to drill down in any one area or topic because... There's a tendency for the other guests to, to to kind of chime in without uh going deep like, Because if we have one guest, if we ask a question, that guest kind of has to answer it, or even if they want to evade it, they have to like. So mm. I I can't see us doing two person interviews unless absolutely necessary. Um, they did comment the interview we did with the MMA star Victoria Lee. Mm. So 
so yeah, so I mean, we are going to keep doing interviews because so far, by and large, people have really liked them. And yeah, once in a while, if if it's not the the best, um, yeah, we will we will just strive to do better, man. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for the thanks for the detailed feedback. Yeah, it, um, yeah. My 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 short comment is uh, the general exchanges that are going on uh, in the the comment about I fresh ideas for us to talk about on Yala, but part three. Mm. Um, mm. I would just uh wanna you know, to highlight that you know Jungle Jimbo and 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 external jurists actually have been posting a lot of interesting topics there, and and we do look through these topics every time we're thinking about what we want to talk about next, uh. So so mm. it's a um, it's very and and they they I like it that you know they also put in their own spin on on a lot of different things, and they give a lot of details, and they even put in the links that they read and stuff like that. So they're actually really like um, they're almost having their own yalabat going on in there, you know. It mm. is like mm. yalabatception going on, a yalabat within the yalabat. Uh, so what? That's some meta matrix <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we encourage people to also check that out. Hell yeah! Cool, yeah. man. Cool, and cool, and cool. what is your one shook one shook thing? Uh, my one shook thing is uh something that yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not embarrassed to say. Oh, I'm a huge fan of the the '90s boy band Take That, and uh, mm. since since I was like a teenager, I don't know why. I just like boy bands when I was younger and everything, mm. uh, And and yeah, recently they've been. I mean, now they're a man band and everything. They're old and they, you know, they only release songs every now and then. Uh, and they're they're not even a, a five person group anymore. They're they're, they're like three people left. Uh. And Robbie Williams mm. is sort of doing his own thing. He comes in and in and out whenever he pleases. Um, but yeah, recently they've been going on a little binge on YouTube. And, and that's the thing I love about social media. Lah. Like it allows you to sort of relive the old days and, and find new people to be, to, 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 to be fans with. Of course, you go to the YouTube, um, take that page. They've basically been remastering all their old videos, all their old music videos in 4K. And uh, re-releasing them on on YouTube la. so mm. every time they re-release it, it, it feels like um, they, you know, it comes with a lyric video, and then a BTS, and then a 4K remaster and everything. So so they just re-released, for example, the Back for Good video in in, in glorious 4K. Um, mm. So it's just and and you know then the fans come and they watch and they comment and everything, and it feels like oh it's it's. It's cool uh, to be able to sort of relive like the launch of a a song from a very old band through through something like social media again, uh, you know. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I think they're going to be doing it for a lot of other... They've done it for quite a number of songs already. I think they're just going to be doing it until the end of the year. Mm. Uh, and yeah, just 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 pointing out that, that um, there are yeah, communities going on for all your old 80s and 90s bands that, that might be doing stuff that they are... That, that is pretty interesting, like, that you can be part of and still re- and relive your good old days of being a fan, la. Wow, that's mm. cool, eh? Yeah, it is. It is. It is very interesting. It's, it's something that it's I realized. Cool. Oh, actually, it's it's a fun time to be a fan, la, Yeah, you, there's a lot of avenues you, that you can you can you uh, chase. Yeah. You you went to see take that in in Singapore, right? Yeah, that was like I think five six years ago or something like that when they came. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Long time. I see. Back. I see. I see. But, yeah. Cool. Um, so mine, mine is also uh, uh, music related, and mm. it is the recent collaboration between Coldplay and BTS called oh. My Universe. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, like, uh, I will say that when I first heard the song, I was like, oh, that's quite quite catchy. Uh, second mm. time, I was like, hmm, okay. Uh, it feels like it just came out of a pop machine. Mm. But but what I really liked about it was the the video la. Because, mm. like, if you watch the BTS, it feels like it was only Chris Martin who traveled to Seoul. No, if you watch the BTS, I mean, behind the scenes. If you mm. watch the behind the scenes of the, the <laughs> filming. Fun, so funny that you have to clarify that. Uh. Yeah. The BTS of the army BTS come song. after me and fuck me up. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. It, it seems like it was only Coldplay, uh, like fuck Chris Martin, who went to Seoul to work with them on the song. But the way yep. they did the video, yeah, I mean, they're aliens and stuff, but... I like how they kind of use like uh, embrace the fact that okay they were obviously filmed in two different locations and the rest mm. of the Coldplay band members were like holograms in this sci-fi kind of setting and I thought oh shit maybe maybe like in this COVID world like uh, getting music collaborations 
Yeah, if it's not face to face, this I just thought was a cool way to 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 do it visually, lah. Um, yeah. I know the song hasn't proved the most popular, right? I think it's quite mm-hmm. polarizing. Yep, yep, yep. Right, but I thought, I mean, in, in the spirit of collaboration, of course, yeah, lah. BTS is everywhere now. Um, mm. but I just thought, okay, like in the spirit of collaboration, yeah. Um, I thought, I thought it was cool, lah. I like, I really like the video. Mm. Yeah, yeah, have you seen the video? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it, but I, I've seen, yeah, like you said, I've seen people criticizing Chris Martin. What's the main criticism, ah? I don't know. Maybe that he's a bit too old to be jumping around and and and, and doing all this like. But Coldplay, kind of, Coldplay uh, is always a polarizing band, like right. You yeah, all, yeah, You always like, get like the hardcore rock fans who are like, ah, oh, fuck Coldplay. But I, yeah. I love Coldplay, man. Yeah, because I mean the the where they started from, you know, with, with Yellow and and everything, and then where they ended up with all these like every single album is about uh you know how many is is about having a stadium kind of song like you know to. To mm. anchor the album and 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 they're great live lah. Yeah, great yeah, live. yeah, yeah. But, but do you I like think, the song? Uh, I've only heard snippet the snippet of it that that I saw someone post and criticize, but I haven't mm. actually heard the whole song as it is lah. Yeah, I see, I see. But I will, I will yeah. criticize it after I hear it lah. Yeah. <laughs> If you have something to criticize lah, give it a shot oh, yeah, lah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Yeah. Great. Yes. Cool, man. Cool, cool. All right, cool. All right. Thanks so much for for listening, guys, and have a great weekend. Yep, have a great weekend. All right, peace.